and welcome to another episode of Bat Books for Beginners. I am your host, That English Guy, John, and we are taking a look at another four issues from Batman No Man's Land, Volume 2. This episode, we're taking a look at Nightwing, 37, Batman Shadow of the Bat, 88, Batman 568, and Detective Comics 735. This features the writing of Chuck Dixon and Greg Rucker, and features art by Scott McDaniel and Dan Jurgens. We open Nightwing 37 with Firefly and Dynamiter arguing over where to place the explosives. They fight, and Nightwing reminisce about whether his escape plan is going to work. Meanwhile, Lockup, KGB Beast, and the twins walk around Blackgate Penitentiary, and Lockup says that he's made his mind up as to what he needs to do, and they head to a sluice system, unlocking it and beginning to flood the hole that the prisoners are in. Nightwing uses the explosives to blow a hole in the wall of the cave that they're in and uses that to spread the water around. He then uses the chains in there to escape, leading the prisoners into it. However, to make sure that the prisoners don't escape from the hole, he in fact cuts the chains, sending them crashing back to the floor. KGB Beast then appears and tries to take out Nightwing. However, Nightwing concedes that although he's tired and he would normally lose in a fight in this condition to KGB Beast, he in fact only has to get past him and he does so and in the process knocks KGB Beast into the cave with the other prisoners. He then escapes and manages to defeat Lockup and the twins by dumping some crates onto them and knocking them out. And the issue ends with the prison being returned to the control of Batman and Nightwing returning to Barbara Gordon. Fruits of the Earth is a three-part storyline which opens with Clayface chasing two children into Robinson Park where Poison Ivy is. Poison Ivy tries to fight off Clayface but loses. We then move to Batman and Robin, who go to investigate the Penguin, and they shake him down, requesting information about what Clayface is doing in Robinson Park. They then go to Robinson Park and investigate, finding that the forest that was there previously under Ivy's control has completely died. They access a secret cave that Batman had installed whilst he was recovering from his backbreaking by Jean-Paul Valley. In there they discover that Poison Ivy has been completely entrapped by Clayface in some of his goo. Robin frees the children and they escape and Batman works on freeing Poison Ivy from there. However, before they're able to do so, Clayface returns and they fight. But Robin has been told to plant some explosives and he blows a hole in the roof, causing Poison Ivy to be bathed in sunlight and water, making her completely recover. They then both fight Clayface, with Poison Ivy turning Clayface essentially into a giant fertiliser pot by placing some plants inside him, which begin to grow and crumble away. 
Batman tries to prevent Poison Ivy from doing this, but she ties him down, and it is too late for Clayface to prevent it from happening, and Batman is forced to watch as she effectively kills. However, whilst this angers Batman, he doesn't necessarily reject Poison Ivy and take her in to prison. However, he instead strikes a bargain with Poison Ivy, agreeing that she would be able to stay in Robinson Park, provided that she keeps law on order and also ensures that the children are well looked after and supplies fruit and vegetables to the rest of the city. The issue ends with a mystery man phoning Catwoman. So these issues are quite brief. I'm not going to lie, not too much happened. Nightwing, obviously, we're picking up from the previous two issues from last episode. I thought the ending to Nightwing was a very nice little ending. It wrapped everything up neatly. It showed that Dick is able to think on his feet and he has a plan and he's able to enact it, which is something I like to see in the character because obviously he studied with Batman and so he's going to have some of the very similar traits to Batman. He's going to be able to organise a plan and make sure that it goes through completely successfully, which is what has happened. And I thought it was a nice little ending. I thought it was a little bit disappointing the ending of the comic with Nightwing simply dropping a load of crates onto lockup. I thought that was a bit of an anti-climax. I perhaps would have liked to have seen maybe something a bit more of a drawn-out fight between the two rather than just a simple action. But I suppose in the situation that Nightwing was in, he was tired, he was exhausted, and he's been having problems. So he's not really in a position to face lockup as he did. Again, I thought the art was very, very good through it. Obviously, as I said in the last episode, I'm a big fan of Scott McDaniel's art. Um, I think nobody really does it better than him, and I don't have any more complaints about the artwork here, and I thoroughly enjoyed the issue. Fruits of the Earth, again, I thought was a very, very well-written issue. I thought it was perhaps Greg Rucker's best work so far in the No Man Land series. It was nice to see what was happening with Poison Ivy and to see that actually it hadn't gone unnoticed that things were being affected within Robinson Park, that there was the ability to get fruit and vegetables from her and that really if she came on board they would be able to work with her and she'd be able to supply at least some of the city with the necessary nutrition. I thought it was nice as well to see Clayface uh, was also thinking on his feet. He's a lot cleverer than he can be portrayed in the comics, and he really was portrayed that way here as well. And I thought it was good that he'd seen the opportunity to use that ability of Poison Ivy's to grow vegetables to effectively create a market for himself and to set himself up quite nicely. I thought it was also very clever the way that Poison Ivy disposed of him as well, using him essentially as a giant fertiliser bag and forcing the plants to grow in him, which did destroy him. I was a bit surprised that Batman didn't bring Poison Ivy in because obviously of the no-killing rule, but I think he's kind of becoming more accepting of the fact that he can't always do what's right. Sometimes he has to work with what he's got, and I think that was a nice little image. The artwork from Dan Jurgens, I'm not going to lie, isn't spectacular. Uh, not terrible either. I didn't feel really drawn to it either way, to be honest. It wasn't terrible, and I didn't find myself getting annoyed at it at all. But at the same time, I kind of 
didn't really notice it too much or feel that it was the best artwork that I'd seen in quite a while. I thought it was fairly, fairly good. So overall, I'm going to give these issues four out of five bass ranks. I think, again, we've picked up four very, very good issues, and I do recommend that you pick these up if you can. And I would especially recommend certainly getting the first volume. And so far on the strength of it, I would certainly recommend getting the second volume as well. However, we have an opportunity for that all to change as we next episode will be delving into three issues of Catwoman and the artwork of Jim Ballant, who, as always, is a favourite on this podcast, and also Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. So the issues that we'll be covering are Catwoman 72, 73 and 74 and Batman Legends of the Dark Knight 121. And then we'll have finished Batman Volume 2. And we will be moving on to Batman Volume 3 after next week. So, I've been your host, John. Thanks very much for listening. And now I'll hand you back over to Dustin and the guys. <laughs>